Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The lie detector test determined you are a PLT. <laughs> Welcome to Poor Little Thing, the podcast, also known as TLP. No, it's PLT. Fuck PLT. It's all right. The podcast where we share and discuss stories involving life's poor little things. Like the time you were having a conversation with your friends about high school love, and one of your gay friends said that they had a secret boyfriend in high school. And then I asked very sincerely and in front of his husband if he thinks he'll always love that boy. And everyone else in the car thought that was effed up of me to ask <laughs> and hated me for quite some time afterwards. Hi, everyone. I'm Amy Goodmurphy. <laughs> and beside me is the world record holder for most smoked cigarettes in one sitting. It's Ryan Steele. Hi. Oh, my God. That was recent, actually. That was about, I think, three months ago. How many was it again? Uh, in one sitting? Yeah. So I think I smoked four packs of cigarettes in just under 14 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't talk for about a week, yes. I think. Yeah. I was just... But so cool. So cool. So cool that you're a world record holder. Yeah, and they had me on Kelly and Mark. Yes, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, (laughs) that's cool. Well, I don't know. It is really cool. I also think it's very attractive. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you're looking for a guy. Hucking darts. Hucking darts. Well, the ability to huck that many darts. Mm -hmm. How did you know you could do that? Or were you just like, I need this type of attention? Yeah, because I've never been a smoker. But like, my sisters have dabbled. You've dabbled. And whenever I do have a smoke, I don't really exhale. I just inhale the whole thing. Oh, my God. You never breathe out? No, I just... What do you... I have this weird thing. I can just do the whole thing and suddenly it's all ash. Wow. Yeah, and then on to the next. And I'm like, whoa, go, go, go. Okay. I used to work with a guy that would smoke cigarettes and Mm. he literally, he would two to three puff them and they'd be done. He'd go, like a regular cigarette is like, I don't know how many puffs it is. He'd go, I can't think he was a two hauler. He'd go... Half the cigarette was gone in one pull. That's my and then guy. He'd like blow it. You like that? Mm-hmm. And then he'd go, and then the cigarette was gone. That's <laughs> insane. He's a girl on the go. He's places to be. He was a manager. He was a girl on the go, yeah. and he needed. He had things to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I. That's what I. 
That's what I loved about him. Yeah, I get it. I think he also had a very big crush on me. Oh, most people do. It lasted for a long time. Okay. I'm very queer. Mm-hmm. I was not out then. Oh. And um, it was hard for me. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And, but he smoked a lot. <laughs> you liked that about him. I liked that sometimes I'd be like, oh, yeah, um, can I have one? Because like, I didn't know what to talk about because he kept like saying crushing things about mm. me. And then I'd be like, if I have a cigarette, then it will sort of like distract from the conversation. Yeah. And that's how I became. Became a dyke. And that's how I became, well, hand in hand. Yeah. Anyways. Get back to you in the car. Yeah. So they didn't like. Uh, let me tell you, if I was in that car. I'd be like, yeah, Amy, I would ask the same question. Oh, why would you say that? To have my back or you felt sorry for me or because you think that that's a normal question? All of the above. Okay, let me tell you something. I said that because I was very intrigued. I never had a queer story in high school. Mm. Like I never, I was dating men. So I wasn't out. I didn't know. I didn't realize. I mean, I knew I was gay, but I didn't realize. And I always feel very, I don't know if jealous or envious is the right word. Like I'm not mad about it. But I'm very interested Mm. and I think it's lovely when people tell me that they actually got to experience adolescent love for the first time, you know, which is like usually the high school time. Mm -hmm. Right. And like having that high school sweetheart that Mm. was like real because I never had that. I dated boys and like it was I loved them, but I wasn't in love with them. Mm -hmm. But I thought that's what it was. But it was quite empty. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like really intrigued by that and I was kind of maybe romanticizing it and he was telling me about this guy and I was like, oh my God. And he's like, we used to, you know, sneak into each other's like, you know. Put whipped cream on our pubic hair. We put whipped cream on our pubic He never said that. <laughs> but he was just telling me and he's like, yeah, like, you know, in high school, like I had a love, a boyfriend. So I said, I guess maybe in hindsight it is fucking weird, but I said it because I'm fucking weird. I said do you think you'll always love that guy? Because mm-hmm. it was like, had like a, held a special, that was a very special time. Mm-hmm. Being a teen is a heavy time. Of course. And everyone in the car, including his husband, said they didn't like that. Yeah, fuck that. They, the, what the hell? And, he, she, and his husband was like, she even asked it, they were all making fun of me. And then he was like, she even asked it in front of me. Mm-hmm. Am I a weirdo? No, I didn't have that either. I had crushes on boys in high school. Right. And then one guy that was in my grade actually, and he would always want to do projects with me, which I kind of loved, but he was like cooler than me, so we wouldn't like hang out outside of school. Yeah. But he was always like kind of like a little artsy. He'd always wear like maybe a little more edgier clothes. But then years after high school, I heard a little rumor that maybe he was coming out. And I got so fucking excited. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm going to get my like high school love story like three years later. Yeah. But then, no, apparently he got super religious. So oh. he found Jesus Christ. He found of, Jesus Christ in, found him. Instead and of his uh, G-hole in his bum, he mm, found Jesus Christ. Yes. You, you, you either find the G-hole in your bum or you find JC. And it's, <laughs> there's no in between. You never know. And that one found JC. Yeah. Well, remember, I almost found JC was trying to find me my whole high school career. Yeah. I thought I was going to be a nun. I thought I was going to be a nun. Yeah. Well, I don't like boys, so I guess I'm called to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I went and saw The Nun 2 the other night. Excuse me? What's that? A horror movie? It's a horror movie. I saw The Nun 1, which was... <laughs> the Nun 1. The Nun 1, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> it was okay, but the, I had a date with this boy, and he's like, yeah, let's go see The Nun 2. And I was like, yeah, okay. He's like, you got to watch The Nun 1, though. And I was like, yeah. So I did. I think I paid $5 for it. Oh. But we went to see The Nun 2, and I met him in the middle because he kind of lives a little far away. And... Uh, <laughs> Don't go to see a movie on a first date, by the way. Oh. Because we basically, the theater was like right at the SkyTrain station in New West. And so basically got off. He got, he showed up. We went into the movie, talked to like for five, oh, yeah, ten of minutes. Course. 
And then you're silent. And then the movie, and then I thought, okay, we went to an earlier movie, like 6.30, so I thought, okay, it's over by like 8.30, so let's go for a tea or a beer, whatever he, you know, feels. And then he literally just walked me to the sky train. He's like, okay, well, this is you. And I was like, and he's like, good, finally meeting you. And I said, what? Yeah. And then, but we texted after, and we're going to hang out again. And okay. I like made a point. I'm like, let's go for like a drink next time yeah. so we can actually like talk the whole time. He's like, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. So if he's listening, it's all good. I got to tell you something. That's a real weird move. Yeah. Having a movie on a first date. Yeah. And no coffee or tea or drink before the yeah. conversation. Mm. You just went, sat in silence beside somebody you didn't know, yeah. watched a scary movie, <laughs> and he walked you to the sky train yeah. station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you obviously thought, okay, we'll go and do something after. You didn't, it was unspoken. Yeah. And I could have brought that up. And then suddenly I was at the sky train and I also, I'm, I'm old. far. Yeah, I'm far and my bed is like far right now. But <laughs> as soon, the sooner I get on that sky train, the sooner I get to my bed. Yeah. Yeah. And you, he's kind of the same too because we were going to see the 930 and he's like, I'm glad you didn't say yes to 930. He's like, I would have passed out halfway through it. I'm Yay. Because like, he is 40 plus, I believe. Oh. Listeners out there, I went on a date with someone almost my age. D. <laughs> Listen, this is a day to rejoice. Mm. Hallelujah, baby. Hallelujah, baby. Hallelujah. Don't. Sorry. Okay, listen, (laughs) I am so excited. Okay, but we don't know if you're interested yet because you sat beside each other in silence. But what I did see and experience (laughs) was nice, and I want to see him again, so we'll see. Who paid for the movie? He did. (gasps) Points, points, points. And I actually didn't thank him until after I was like on the Sky Train home. And I was like, thanks for the movie, by the way. Like, drinks on me next time. Oh, that's nice. Well, I guess I'm not. You're not doing it. You're going to 50 50 the drinks. (laughs) That's too much. It's not the same amount. No, I'm good like that. I will pay for the drinks. No, guess what? That movie. That cost him 50 plus bucks probably. Well, because we were at a landmark cinema, which I hadn't really been to before. All the seats were recliner seats. (gasps) Very nice. That might have cost him $100. Well, I'm worth it. I agree. <laughs> and he knew it. Um, but what's going on in Amy's world? Okay, listen. There's a huge bed bug outbreak in France right now. Oh. Okay. I, I saw, love that you know that. No, I know this. Okay. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was, you know, flipping through Insta mm-hmm. as I do. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to because it's causing me anxiety, yeah. but I just can't help it. I don't know what my problem is. Anyways, I'm working on it. That's all we can ask. I start flipping and I see an account that I really like. is called Saint Hoax, I believe. And they I really like what they put out there. Anyways. I saw this and it said France has a massive, or it's Paris. Oh, I think it's Paris. Heard Ooh, of it. Heard of it? I yeah. think it's Paris. It's all over their transit system. They showed videos and they're crawling. They're oh, crawling in the seats God. in the movie theaters. They're all in the seats in the movie theaters. It's like my crabs. It's like your crabs. And so <laughs> also they just had Paris Fashion Week, whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. We were going to go yeah. and then this whole thing happened. We were invited, but yeah, we didn't go. I said no. I had a bad feeling. Yeah. And so did you remember? Well, I had a um, Final Destination dream the night before. You did? Yeah, I was at the, the Arc de Triomphe, and then it just it, it blew up and crushed me. The Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. Yes. And then so we were like, <laughs> we cannot go. We cannot go. But luckily, we didn't go. Luckily, yeah. Anyways, that being said, though, because Paris Fashion Week was there, everyone came from all over the world mm. for Fashion Week, and now they've probably brought all the bed bugs home. Tyra Banks brought them to the States. Tyra Banks this just in no yeah, she did you she may first have. yeah scoop it's bad do you know how bad bad bugs are oh i had them where for ever, my first apartment but it worked out quite well for me because me and my boyfriend at the time had gone on a four-week trip to europe and it happened literally day two of our trip oh. 
So, and I wasn't going to come back to deal with it. So my poor fucking sister, Nikki, I love you. Her and a couple close friends literally like threw my mattress out, cleaned everything, like all the things you have to do. You know, I, they might have just thrown the sheets out. I can't even remember. Yeah. I conveniently was away and didn't have to deal with it at all. And just came home and had to buy a new bed. That is the best thing I've ever heard in my entire mm. life. You got bed bugs, but you didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. I've heard bed bugs is like a thing. Like it, they're hard to get rid of. Mm-hmm. You have to freeze everything, throw everything, like your whole house. It's fucked. Yeah. yeah. So real bad like, but um, they're supposed to host the Olympics, the 2024 Summer Olympics. Oh, that's soon. They're hard to get rid of, right? They must be frantically gutting everything. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe the Olympics are going to come to Vancouver next summer. Please. Please. Please bring them here. Bring them. Please. I want to go and I want to root for my Please. team. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so um, th- there's bed bugs in France. Shit, you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned that I was on the Sky Train the other night. Guess what I did? What? I channeled you and I tried to make a connection. As we arrived into Vancouver, yeah, a Canucks preseason game had just let out, and in walked a mother and her. I want to say six year old son, mm-hmm. donned in Canuck gear. Head to toe. Donned in Donned in Canuck gear. So right away I'm like, they were at the game. I did the math. And then I just kind of like took my headphones off and I was like, hey, how was the game? Did they win? Yeah. Because I'm not very good at it, right? Right, right. Okay. And then the kid didn't care at all. Right. He was more, they had a friend named Donna or something that was like (laughs) dropping them off and not getting on the SkyTrain. And then he went, bye Donna. He screamed it so loud after the doors closed and these like punks in the back mimicked him and were like, (gasps) bye Donna. What? Yes. And then the mom got involved and then she called them girls. They were a bunch of like 19 year old boys or something. She's like, yeah, you girls like making fun of a little boy. And then I put my my headphones back on. (laughs) My connection was not going to happen anymore. Wait, 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 wait. A full brawl almost ensued. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Was that like her making fun of them calling them girls? Yeah. Like girls because of the way they looked or girls because they're like a bunch of catty girls? Girls because that was just, I think, the first thing that came to her mind. That was was her Mm -hmm. defense. Yeah, that was her thinking she's going to rip them apart, call them by the opposite sex. What? Wait, hold on. Just wait. Mm. I wish... We had a hidden camera. I need to get <laughs> the SkyTrain footage of you getting the courage because it's hard to make connections mm-hmm. sometimes, especially you want to, you never know how it's going to go. Yeah. And you saying, hey, you read the Connects game? And then if she starts to answer, this little child yells mm-hmm. and what ensues after that, yeah. then you're so panicked, you just put your headphones back yep. on and look away. Yep, I tried. <laughs> Yeah. You tried and it didn't pay off. It didn't pay off. And we got off at the same station and I thought about going, hey, you guys have a good night. And I didn't. You know what she would have said to you? Fuck off. Fuck you, girl. girl. You, didn't you. <laughs> you didn't even help. You didn't even help, girl. You didn't defend us. Yeah, girl. Those punks could have came and fucking punched us out and you just fucking put your headphones on and looked away. Yeah. You would have let us just get taken away by them savages. That's right. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? What's that? I went to my nephew's um, birthday party this weekend and there was this girl there that's new to the neighborhood. My nephew said to her, with the swimming came up or whatever, and she was like, oh, I don't swim. Like, I don't swim. And then my nephew goes, you don't swim? Like, what are you talking about? Because they're all fucking in swimming classes. She goes, girl, I just moved here. I don't swim. (laughs) I stopped. I go, did you just call him girl? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. lot. What's your name, sweetie? Stick with me. Yeah, exactly. I did. I was like, what's your name again? I'm like, I'm Auntie Amy. I'm like, I like you. She said, girl, (laughs) I just moved here. I don't swim. And how old is she, like eight? Yeah. Wow. Hilarious. And girl. She, girl to my nephew. That's amazing. And, and he didn't even blink. He was like, yeah, she called me girl. <laughs> <laughs> he probably liked it. Uh, you know? Yeah. I um, did a cold dip yesterday. You did? In the ocean. Wow. Mm-hmm, I did. Where? 
uh, up the coast on a secret beach. I oh. can't talk about it. I'll tell you later. Okay. A couple of our friends are like into swimming. Mm-hmm. One of my friends, the same one that I asked, are you in love mm-hmm. with your first boyfriend in front of his husband? Um, that's it. Yeah. Who cares? Fuck off. <laughs> um, that same man, he swims all year long in a wetsuit in the ocean wow. with like a group People love it. What? Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. But it was cold and it was fun and my body felt amazing. They're really, I don't know much about cold dips or like what it does for you, mm. but it really does feel really lovely after. It's, re- it's refreshing for your body, I believe. It's refreshing and it like regulates, I don't know, it does, there's some sort of science behind it, mm-hmm. but I really did feel quite amazing when I got out. It's like the polar bear swim, right? You just basically run into the cold water then run out? No, I waded in. So I slowly went in, I went to my knees, okay. I stood there. I went to my waist. I stood there. Yeah. I got about to my belly button. Yeah. That's always the hardest part for me to go pat. Like I can get to the waist, oh. but it's the belly region okay. where I'm like, okay, it starts getting really, maybe that's like your, same as your balls. I was going to say exactly. When it, you know, the water hits your penis and balls, yeah. oh, that's the hardest part. You're like, oh my God, oh my God. And because yeah. my penis is so short. It's so small. It's it, inverted. Yeah. It takes so long to get there. But once it does but get inside does, you, yeah. where your penis is, mm-hmm. it must be jarring. And then it's because it's the cold water that it goes even more <laughs> inverted. And it takes usually about 48 hours for a <laughs> back out do you hear that sound when it comes out yeah it's so awkward yeah. yeah i've been on like i've been at work i've been on interviews i've been on dates and they're like what was that girl and you're like there girl and, what was that <laughs> yeah, and i go oh that was my penis <laughs> i went swimming in the cold water a couple days ago and it was inverted yeah. but you're lucky because it came back out tonight to play and it's a fun sound mm-hmm. and it's nice to know it's back because mm-hmm. it must be scary sometimes because because it already is so far inside yeah. that when the cold hits and it goes even farther yeah. do you ever worry it's never coming back yeah i do like i said i the pee i don't know how the body works but i pee out yeah. of my bum for the next like day or two okay that's quite enough i don't well i'm gonna say it's science it's not science and so but when <laughs> something's it com- wrong when it comes back out it's nice to be able to pee out of my urethra again oh something's wrong okay <laughs> i'll look into you it need to talk to somebody about that but i'm scared okay don't be scared so the cold dip was lovely that's nice it regulates your body temperature in a way especially i ha- find it hard to hold heat in my body oh, like my circulation well, yeah, is weird cold all the time I'm cold all the time. I'm an extra cold girl. You know, like girls are always cold all the mm-hmm. time and guys are always running hot. <laughs> so can they can have their guy's jacket. Yeah. I want to wear your jacket because yeah. I'm cold. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a baby. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and that's how my boyfriend talks. Yeah. You ba- can have a baby. Baby, here you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's extra small, but that fits me nice. Yeah, it's from Susie Shear. Mm-hmm. Remember Susie Shear? Vaguely, yeah. Or Le Chateau is what I meant to say, oh, but I, Susie Shear too. Susie, I remember Le Chateau, of course. I bought clothes from there. You ever call it Le Crapo? Le, Le Crapo. That's what we would call it. Man, that's awesome. Where do you get that shirt? Is it from Le Crapo? Ah! Ah! And it was like, yes. Yeah. And it was $5. So? I love Le Crapo. Yeah. Every time we had a school dance, we'd go to Le Crapo. Mm-hmm. We had to find something. Yes. I bought many. Um, It was like that kind of like elastic sort of material always. Like yeah. their shirts were like stretchy. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I remember buying a lot of like red turtlenecks okay. that were sleeveless oh. for school dances All right. and then like get like black cropped pants mm. and i would go to those dances sometimes All right. and i would hope that someone would ask me to dance and would they not often usually i would say do you want to dance come on come on let's just dance come on and they'd be like oh fuck i was actually hoping like, the him okay i wish it was a she yeah no dances were awkward for me i came into dancing late I love to dance now. I love it. Do, yeah. But I do remember flicking a switch at some point and being like, 
oh, this is what it feels like not to care. Because dancing is about not caring. Dancing like no one's watching. Dancing like no one's watching. That's my tattoo on my butt I just got. That's right. You yeah. just got it. Mm-hmm. I know. And I think that's so cool. I think yeah, the boys are going to love it. The boys are going to love it. <laughs> imagine. Wait. Imagine. Imagine you were hooking up with somebody. Okay, truly. Yeah. All jokes aside. Mm. You're hooking up with somebody and you're yeah. seeing their butt for the first time. Yeah. And they have a real tattoo. It's not funny, though. Yeah. And it says, dance like nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. What would you do? I would finish hooking up with him mm-hmm. and then never see him again. <laughs> really? Yeah. Would you ask? Would you be like, whoa? Because like, you'd have to say something. You're seeing it. He knows it's there. I would just be like, oh, your tattoo? Like, Is there a story behind that? And he'd be like, no, it's just one of my beliefs. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'd cringe inside. Yeah. I'm like, okay, the dick's decent. Let's just go. Okay, you know what I would do? What's that? I'd be like, if it was a girl and I, and I was single, where's mm-hmm. Jenny? She broke up with me. Mm-hmm. She moved away. Yeah. Um, I would be like wow okay dance like nobody's watching and i would i would hope please be a joke tattoo because that'd be so funny yeah, like that's yeah. really committed and mm-hmm. like also i don't know like i'd get tired of it but that's funny yeah and if they were like i don't know i just feel like you know that was really important to me and like a, 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 something in my life i think i'd be like okay <laughs> <laughs> okay let's move on but then i'd be mad about it yeah i would be mad i'd be mad about it later it would grow on me in a bad way yeah do you know what i mean at I first mean. I, I would be convincing myself that it was okay mm-hmm. but then later i'd be like that's not okay no. you can't put dance like nobody's watching as a tattoo yeah okay why didn't you see him anymore to be honest honestly the tattoo his tattoo i was watching football yesterday yeah i never do this but i'm in my a fantasy football league for the first time well it's because taylor swift and because of taylor swift <laughs> Yeah. But a girl from my work's boyfriend got me into it. So yesterday they went to Roxy Burger. Okay. They show the games every Sunday. And at one point, the boyfriend went to the washroom or went to talk to other buddies at other tables. And me and my friend were sitting at the table. And I go, hey, girl, do you want to go through my Tinder for a sec? So we're like racing through. And we see a guy with like a neck tattoo. And I go, ugh, I can't do neck tattoos. Not realizing my female friend I'm with has a neck tattoo. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she oh, got no. had her hair was covering it and her like jacket or whatever. I wasn't really paying attention. Anyway, I kind of like put my foot in my mouth. I said, oh, no, I like them on you. I, I, just, I, uh, yeah. oh, I just don't know if I could. Yeah. Oh, But also, oh my God, that's, did you move through the moment? Yeah, she kind of is like, I just got to like talk my way out of it. Also, every girl's dream is to have their friend say, want to go through my Tinder? Yes. <laughs> that's one of the most fun things ever when you get to go through someone else's Tinder. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Except, I remember this was a couple years ago when I was on there. So I gave it to somebody and they would like like people that I didn't like. Oh, I don't like that. And then I matched with this guy that I didn't want to match with. And then so I like blocked him right away. I didn't know how to unmatch. I recently actually just found out how to unmatch with people. I would just block them. <laughs> and I would run into him in the West End all the time and I'd feel bad. Oh, yeah. I'd see him and be like, oh yeah, we my matched. Friend, my but friend it, matched with you. I should have walked up to him. Hey, just so you know, Ooh. we didn't really match. That yeah. was my friend and mm-hmm. I'm really not attracted to you at all. Yeah. Have a good day, buddy. But hey, have a good one, bud. <laughs> bud, maybe I'll hey, see you at the bar. Bye, girl. Bye, girl. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Also, I don't like that your friend did that. That's not for her to do. It's for her to look and say, hey, what about this person? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm not friends with her anymore. Well, good. See ya. Bitch. Come on. Sorry, man. I have a fun fact. What's that? Did you know that if you tickle rats, they (laughs) laugh out loud? No, I didn't know that. (laughs) Should I? Well, now you do. They actually can laugh? They laugh and they like being tickled. What what sound does it make? Well, it's kind of like... Okay, How it's do you so, know? Because I looked it up. I checked it. So I saw it somewhere. And then I was like, I got to I gotta Google this. Yeah. I got to. 
I got to Google this. Of course you do. I, and so I looked at a YouTube video mm-hmm. and I watched. And that's the sound they make. And well, it's similar. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I'm not a rat. D, a, can we play the real sound? So here's the sound a rat makes if you tickle its back. Oh, that's pretty close. Yeah. I was wondering because I was thinking like, what if they were like, <laughs> like, what if they, what if they <laughs> That'd laugh? That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Because was. that's what the headline said. They laugh out loud. And I was like. Am I going to, I got to know, mm-hmm. am I going to hear a, <laughs> a fucking rat laughing like that? But no, it's more of like a squealy, like it's like a squeal thing, but they said they're laughing and they like it. And then they showed a video of this rat in a box mm. and I have a love hate relationship with rats. On the one hand, I want them all to die and go to hell and I never want to see them. Yeah. But then I also had one as a pet. But I did want her to die and go to hell eventually because cool. she she kept biting me. Yeah, yuck. Well, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't like the way they look. I don't want to touch their tails. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was wrong with me at that point. Something was up. Something was up. I was a queer girl yeah. looking for a pal. Okay. And the pal turned on me. I get it. And then, but then also we don't deserve, like rats are like smart mm. and they do, we do so much testing. We sacrifice so many rats for our benefit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a, I got a love hate for them. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Anyways, this video footage was of a hand tickling the rat on its like belly and or back and stuff okay and then the rat became more intrigued and it was like you can see here that the rat wants more tickles <laughs> and so every time the hand comes the rat is racing towards the hand to receive more tickles and i was like ew like whose hand is that like i would never want to be like put my hand in there and have it it was racing yeah. so fast to get to the hand like wants to crawl up you probably yeah, yeah. i don't like the rat wants more tickles you'll see the rat wants more tickles from the handler oh my god it reminds me they left a microphone in like a cage where guinea pigs were yeah guinea pigs won't talk or do any sounds in front of you oh but when humans are gone apparently they talk and do you know what they said what fuck me fuck me, fuck me. they want to be yeah, the it's all the microphone was just constant. All the you know guinea pigs walking around to each other. Going, fuck me, Ryan. Are you serious? Yeah. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck and me. then uh, a few of them would hook up. They would. Fu- they, yeah, they would, would have would, intimacy with well, each other. They would listen to each other. Yeah. Fuck me. Okay. They they would have intimacy with each other. Yeah. They have to create new guinea pigs. Oh. Hey, my. just what I saw. A facts. A facts. A facts. A facts. I'm not making this shit up. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> I don't write the facts. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, listen, speaking of um, horrible things like that, (laughs) we have a new video out and it's it's of um, one of our new comedic videos is of Ryan pretending to urinate on me as a Karen, um, as a woman who's mad at him for being too loud and i'm so mad that i allow him to just continue to urinate on me Mm -hmm. it's very clearly a water bottle and it's very clearly not meant to be about my breasts um but my i do have them (laughs) because i I have them i was born with breasts you know that as a baby i had huge breasts huge knockers had huge knockers yeah like you came out of the womb with breasts with breasts yeah Yeah. full of breasts Mm -hmm. they were like whoa and yeah that's my guinness book i had the largest (laughs) no i didn't those came way later the largest baby breasts the largest baby breasts in canada yeah Anyways, um, the comments we're dealing with, um, yeah. 90% are laughing. It's, it's a fun little video. Mm-hmm. It's stupid, whatever. Yeah. And then there's, um, we've really evoked the piss nation. <laughs> <laughs> piss nation rise. Yes. As soon as we uploaded that video, piss nation, they were sleeping. They were going. Yeah. It's time to rise. Yes. We must go to our burner accounts and comment about her tits and how R. Kelly is pleased. Mm-hmm. And there's so many comments that say the grossest ones are 
good girl. <laughs> Ew. One guy was like, nice hangers. <gasps> Disgusting. Or, yeah, I read a bunch. Next time, no bra and a white t-shirt, please. Ew. Oh, my God. Go back to sleep. Some people said you're a hot Karen. If that's a Karen, that's the hottest fucking Karen I've ever seen. Okay. Yeah. The one in the, the 1500 currently underneath our thing. I'll take it. And some other guy said, smash your pass. I'm smashing that. I'm smashing <laughs> What if they were like, smash your pass, pass. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what one person said? I've seen better acting in porn. No. Yes. That was one of my favorite ones. <laughs> I've seen better acting in porn. Well, and every time you go to one of these guys, like if you, if you take a second, I mean, I'm not going to look anymore because it is what it is, mm-hmm. but- if you do look at these the shitty comments, every I'm telling you, every single time, yeah, there's no posts and they follow like three or four people and nobody follows them. Yeah, I gotta get myself a burner account so I can just comment whatever the fuck I need. You don't have one? No, do you? I have like three, yeah. Burner accounts? Yeah, I've, half those comments are probably mine. Ryan, hey, don't. I was, I was bored. Why wouldn't you tell me that it's you who's saying nice hangers? I leave everything for the pod, have, and you do have nice hangers. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Should we get to our guest? Yeah. Our guest today is a very funny comedian, actor, writer, and filmmaker. She's here to promote her latest piece of cinematic magic called I Have Nothing, which you can find streaming right now on Crave. She's an icon, a legend, and you know what? She is the moment. Mm -hmm. And she's the first guest we've ever actually wanted to come back on the show. (laughs) But she also made local news in 2002 when she pushed a small child down, grabbed his ice cream cone, and yelled, This is mine now, biatch. It's Carolyn Taylor. Yay! Yay! Hi. Wow. What an intro. Yeah. Why did you do that to that kid? I was following an instinct. (laughs) I respect that. That's what you got to do. That's it. So you pushed us. I'm sorry. So sorry. We're not going to skate past that. <laughs> hey, no pun intended. We're not going to skate past that because um, you pushed a small child down, took his ice cream cone and said, this is my now biatch. And it was caught on camera. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm blanking on it a little. It's so strange because when something horrible like that happens, sometimes you, you know, remove it from your memory. So yeah, it's sure, yeah. it's really hard for me to even go back there. Yeah. But I'm, I trust you have footage of this. Is yes. that correct? Oh, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, it was a high point in my life and career, but I have blocked it out. Okay, so. cool. No, that's it's trauma is heard and I don't want to go there. D, can we put the clip on? Yeah. Oh, you're going to find it. Thanks, D. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> Carolyn, we're so happy to have you back. We were just chatting oh. with you off air mm-hmm. about um, how excited we are. You're here to promote your latest serious piece of just pure gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to get into it and go through it. It's called I Have Nothing on Crave, like Ryan mentioned. We were chatting this morning about you. Mm-hmm. And like doing Baroness One Sketch was such a huge, huge success. And I know you've done other stuff since. Mm-hmm. But this... This is really like next level. This is we both yeah, like Amy said, we binged it. She binged uh, it first, thanks. so she's your biggest fan. Okay, so yeah, I finished it this, yeah, finished it this morning. Bigger, she was like, "You got to watch it, or we can't do the interview." And you're well, like, yeah. Ugh, and fine. he was like, "Fuck." I just fine. squeezed it out. I don't even know if he did watch it. I, I have no idea. Promise. Well, we'll see through this interview. Um, yeah, so we will. We will see. We'll find out because we we'll be testing see. you. Yeah. Um. So even before we get into it, really, like. I guess I kind of want to know the last time we spoke, you were doing project here, project there that like, you know, wasn't yours. It was somebody else's and you were coming on. Did you always feel like, okay, I want to do something that is my own next like Baroness? Oh, I'm, sounds horrible, but I'm most happy in that space. Right. Doing my own thing, you know, in the edit suite or, you know, uh, writing things like being in the creative process and realizing a thing 
uh, from beginning to end, that is my favorite. I love that. I love the whole process. I like making TV and I love other people's things, but I just, sometimes people ask me, you know, oh, can you work on this thing or, or show run it or whatever? I'm like, I can't because I don't have your vision. Like I right. would just want to help you fulfill your vision. I don't want to put my vision on your vision. So it's just exciting when you get to just work on your vision because who knows your vision better than you, you know what I mean? Right. Okay. So then, that, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. It's perfect. So it's easier. you started doing stand up, and, yes. um, I know you've had to say this a million times in interviews mm-hmm. at this point, but essentially you heard a song on the radio one day, yes. Whitney Houston's I have nothing. Yes. Ryan, could you, in case anybody doesn't, I have nothing, nothing, oh. nothing if I don't have you okay i actually heard ryan's version it's really wild i was like oh my god this song needs to be sung by whitney houston the only station that would play it was this toronto station it was my my buddy runs it he's like yeah ryan sure they played it only three times but i guess that was i heard yeah i heard one of the times yeah Yeah, yes so you heard ryan's whitney houston song i heard and i was like and of course it it came out in 92 when ryan was i don't know however old Uh, so i'd heard it other times but then this one time it was like it just, I mean, this sounds, I talked to a journalist who's like, you had a religious conversion. I mean, Whoa. she studied religious uh, studies or theology. I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I thought that was an interesting insight. So I had this vision. It was like, oh God, this has to be a full length professional pairs, you know, Olympic level figure skating routine. And it just was that. It just was in my head. And I kept obsessing on the jumps and, and forcing like my girlfriend, like, listen to this, listen to this thing. Do you hear it? Do you see it? And then I couldn't get it out of my head. I think that was maybe in 2014. And then I think in 2016, I performed it for the first time, just saying like, I got to put this on stage just to see, like talk it through with the crowd and see if they understand what I'm talking about and if it works. And so I adapted the vision for stage and then people were laughing and got it and they're like oh my god I felt like you did those jumps I'm like so now I'm you know it's a delusion feeding you know they're feeding me I'm feeding them and it's like oh no oh no it's working it's something something was happening yes so then how did you between the time you worked with a filmmaker right one other gentleman I teamed up with Zach Russell so I was I'd been performing the thing for years, whatever pandemic hits. I started to work with this uh, really amazing editor, Dana McLeod in Montreal to try to be like, how would you pitch this? And we started to work on that. Then I teamed up, I brought Zach on and he has such an amazing creative mind. And then we worked on a sort of pitch together. And then um, eventually I, I talked about it with uh, Julie Bristow at Catalyst. A friend said, oh, you should talk to Julie. She started this company. And and so actually, I didn't even meet with her to pitch it. It just sort of came up. I'm like, oh, and I've also got this thing about Katarina Vitt. And she's like, ooh. And it sort of happened from there. So yes, yeah, Zach and I really worked hard together trying to figure out how uh, how to make it land and what the beats will be and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is that the cutout of Katarina right behind you? Oh, it sure is. <laughs> she's in my office. Whoa, she's oh, beautiful. My God, she yes. is beautiful. There's a part in the film where you say like you had I this love that sort you of, call it the film. The film. It's a cinematic <laughs> it's a piece of cinematic magic. Okay? You don't understand what this has done for our yeah. lives. Um, in the film, you mm-hmm. talk about being a child and seeing Katerina in this one yes. performance, the yes. one that's behind you. Yes. And she looks so hot. It's oh, right? undeniable of Thank like, you. yeah, of course, your like queer baby yes. self is like, yes. oh, what? 
sorry who what's happening what's happening who is this and why is she the only one i want to watch like why am i i'm not out with friends partying i'm Mm -hmm. not doing anything like that i'm in my aunt's living room i am tuning in (laughs) i need to see this woman i want to watch all the recap and rewrite whatever it was that you know pre-internet right yeah and yeah just obsessed like it it seared itself into my brain you know when something happens and you're like oh i see the entire surroundings i know the color of the couch i know the beige carpet Mm yeah you know i know where the tv is i know where the window is i know everything yeah um yeah so queer me uh or closeted deeply closeted i guess uh queer me was like oh my god who is that yeah why can i not take my eyes off her so she became the muse for this routine because that's who imprinted on me you know what i mean like i'm not an expert in figure skating as you may have learned from (laughs) the show it's like i'm not that person who like knows everything about it i knew that era that 88, you know, early 90s, late 80s kind of era. Right. Figure skating. Okay, so this song came on the radio. You you yes. started doing it as a bit because you heard all the jumps. You heard all yeah. the, the lifts and everything yes. on every beat. And it was so cool because when you said that, I think the average person that's not thinking about that is like, mm-hmm. you start thinking about that. And you're like, yeah, there it is. Yes, thank and you. up it goes. Yeah, yes. it was like, you can hear it. Mm. You can. And the loft in Whitney's voice. And I loved Whitney. I grew up loving Whitney. So, I mean, it was an easy fit. But, you know, some people had asked, like, oh, how do you come up with a creative idea like this? It's like, well, I didn't sit down and go, well, what would be an interesting TV show? It was like, no, no, this was, <laughs> again, sounds like a religious conversion. Mm. <laughs> this thing came. Like, I didn't choose it. <laughs> it chose you. It chose me. Yes. Oh, okay. God. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, so that happened okay so that happened so jesus christ yes. came down and picked yeah, you jesus and said down. Yes. You know, yes that's what we really you want to say to do this that's you what we're to... trying to say in coded language yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah, so let's just say it mm-hmm. and then you started doing it as a routine and then you realized that it was working like you showed the whole routine you can see it everywhere and it's in your documentary where yes. you're landing these jobs and people want to see it and it's very funny and then you realize, okay, there's something here. Well, I actually start saying to the audience, I'm going to do this one day. Why? I guess because, you know, you're like a jokes hound, right? You're up there and I'm setting it up and I'm just like, oh, anyone know uh, any gold medalists, you know, or mm. silver medalists who were robbed? And it's like, anyone know like <laughs> right. Brian Boitano, Brian Orser, you know, anyone named Brian? So that sort of became part of the bit. And then I just took it one step further for some reason. And was like, oh, yeah, no, I bet I'm going to do this one day. And you're going to come, right, all of you? And they'd be like, ha, ha, ha. You're like, yeah. And then you did it. And then I did it. Follow through. (laughs) I guess that's follow through. Okay, so the whole journey is about you not 
being I mean you should tell it from your from your mm. voice can you give us sort of a synopsis of the journey of the film yeah so then the journey of the film it <laughs> is a film Carolyn I'm not going to stop yes. talking about that okay, it is please. it deserves to film. be called a film I love this okay so the journey of the film is me basically starting off saying you know like you get to see a little of the stand-up so you see the you know the history of it and where the idea came from and then a bit like production meeting number one you know here we go we have some black cards to try to get some of the info across but it's just like yeah I'm gonna try to choreograph a gold medalist routine like a routine with gold medalist to Whitney Houston's I have nothing I have no skaters booked and I don't have the rights to the song and I don't have a venue and I have my friend May who of course had performed, we'd been on some double bills, you know, we'd performed together at a couple of pride festivals, one in Halifax in particular. So they had seen the routine a couple of times, a few times, and was like, what? You got green lit for this? So they were super excited to be part of it too, just to be like, <laughs> are you seriously going to do this? And yeah, I'll, I'll come in and witness this and be at your side. So um, that we start off the series just lying on our backs in the park talking about the concept and and we're actually this is sort of insider but we're listening to the song on headphones because we didn't have the rights to the song so we thought oh god if we play it on a speaker then the whole scene's ruined if we don't get the rights to the song so that's why a lot of the the series you're you're seeing it on headphones and stuff because we were trying to prevent losing actual footage that we'd shot it's so funny and it's so good and like you move. I, I should just get this out of the way so we can have a normal conversation. It was so moving. Jenny and I watched it. We cried. We were laughing out loud, holding our chair. Like we kept every two seconds, we'd go, <laughs> <laughs> like we sort of just like everything you did, every moment, every look. The psychic, the oh. psychic, the psychic. Oh, that Car- was the first day of shooting. Oh God. Oh really? God. The make time for makeover, time for spa, a spa, a spa, time for spa, time for makeover, and then you barrel the lens, and it's so funny. It made me cry and laugh at the perfect point where you where you used her audio where she says there'll be two songs, and that's okay. Yes. The relationship between you and Sandra, this haughty McNaughty. Oh my God! God. I I Wikipedia her to find out how old she is. She don't age. No, I know. Okay, Hottie McNaughty comes in, okay? And you're in her, like, chic apartment. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. She's not really sure about you. And Jenny's like, <laughs> Jenny turned to me. Literally, Jenny goes, who the fuck is that? And I was like, I know, shut up. Just shut up. We're watching. We'll find out. You're sort of in there doing your thing. And you're telling her, she's she doesn't know about you. She knows no. that you're maybe a little bit reckless. She doesn't know what she's fucking signed up for. <laughs> but then the beautiful story that you you spend so much time together mm-hmm. on this yes. funny thing that turns very real. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your relationship with Sandra was my favorite part of the, uh, whole, the whole film, yeah. as Amy would say. Because it, it changed so much. Well, mm. it really did. And and when we were kept apart for a long time because that, uh, Zach, who we were talking about earlier, um, he, you know, he had a great instinct. He's like, I don't think you should, two should talk until you see each other. Like we had met via Zoom and we'd done the sizzle like a year before, which was just a quick afternoon with Kurt Browning and whatever. So I come in, it's as if meeting her really for the first time. We hadn't talked about any of this stuff. We'd of course been kept apart. And there was something about that moment where she said, this is no longer a joke. Like Katya Gordieva is our goddess. She, and that's the truth. She is the goddess of figure skating, the best Paris figure skater of all time. Uh, And 
when Sandra said that, it's like both of us were taking a leap of faith because here she is, she's opening up her world, Brian Orser, you know, Kurt Browning, uh, Underhill and Martini, Elage Balday, all these people who she's worked with. Um, and I'm here bringing her into my world and going, you're not going to look bad. Like I'm going to do everything to make sure you and your world is protected. But she's saying like, it's not a joke. So like, she knows we're making a comment. Like she knows it's, but she's also like, you're not coming to make fun of my world. Right. Like, right. And so that was a sobering moment where I, I never wanted to make fun of that world, but as a comedian to know, oh, I'm not making a joke routine. Yes, there are funny things in the routine, you know, the hat and the, but like, it was like, no, no, you're going to try to do that. You're going to do this. Don't fuck it up. Do not kill the skaters. Don't, you know? Yeah. Like I was terrified. I was racked with fear, but there was that leap of faith we both took with each other and the show wouldn't have happened without us teaming up. And then of course we got closer during the series and realized that we really liked collaborating on figure skating. And while we're of course very different, one thing we had in common was a sort of sense of, I don't know if it was taste or instinct, we'd be like, mm, that's not right. Or yeah, that's right. Or, you know, like so bizarre. And <laughs> for her to like look to me like a contemporary. Yes. Like, mm, that good instinct. I'm like, what yes. the fuck? And those were our late night conversations when the camera was off. But like, yeah. Crazy. Was there a point where you were like, oh, fuck, this is like not really funny anymore. Like this is yes. real and I'm into it and I'm it, yes. it's taking me over. Like, yeah. Yes. And that happened, I would say definitely like you'll see it obviously in episode four when I start working with Katya and David. But it's like, yeah. And, and that was a point of not conflict, but of, of the sort of dialectic within the show is like, OK, well, what are you going to do here? What's going to happen next? And I'm like, well, I don't know, because it hasn't happened yet. And I need to, I want to honor the skaters. I'm honoring the skaters. I'm honoring my relationship with them. And so I think that was hard. I think for some of the people to, you know, who I was working with to, uh, I don't know if I'm being fair to them, but except like, oh, you're not just going to be a comedian who's forcing them to do weird shit. Like I, of course, am asking them to do things that are out of their comfort zone for sure. But I also was looking to form a relationship and pull this thing off. And I was like, I don't want to disrespect the skating community. I want to honor them. I want to honor the routines that came before. And I became dead serious about it. Now, I know that's funny, too. And so luckily, my comedian brain was like, OK, that can be funny at the same time. And the fact that I don't know how to prepare properly is funny you know, and I'm just doing my best. And all the support players really brought a lot of humor, I think, to oh. it, like, unintentionally, oh you know, like... Totally! David Peltier, which I might say, ha, 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 oh my God. There's a lot of hot people in this documentary, Carolyn. Yeah. Like, everybody's what? so hot. And I had to Google him, and he's actually hotter now than he was, I think, when he was, like, in his 20s yeah. and 30s. He's a smoke show. And I loved his relationship with you. Oh, my God. If you see the press shots of Katya and David together, I don't know if you've seen any of them, Oh my God, from the gallery shoot. I'm like, they should get a contract with Roots. They're models. Like they sure. are models. They're gorgeous. It's not about like obsessing over youth culture. It's like, uh-uh. Everyone's middle-aged and above and smoking hot and mm -hmm. doing their thing and extremely relevant and fit. And, you know, I mean, not me, but like <laughs> other people. Yeah. You look great. Are you look amazing. great. You look amazing. I barely stretch. Um, <laughs> so that was exciting just to shift it that way and say, well, this is what's happening. These are the people that we're looking at and they're amazing. I love when the trainer was like, uh, you might hurt tomorrow. And you went tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hurting yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had a longer scene in that where May and I were just total assholes, but uh, trimmed it down to 
make it a manageable level of asshole. Did everybody say yes to the project? Like you have so many amazing people involved. Yes, they. Uh, like, were you surprised? Was anybody hard to get? I mean, everyone was hard to get, but I think their love of Sandra and their their trust in her as well help them say okay i want to hear more like if sandra's here and so sandra was sort of the one to make sure they were going to be protected like i wasn't gonna make them do something that was gonna hurt them or mm. you know like that they would be protected you know in that way and she has such a strong relationship with all of them so i think that helped them take the plunge into something completely unknown you know and be so vulnerable because um they knew that you know, she was involved in the, a producer on the project as well. I love when you uh, redid her interview in front of the fireplace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. So good. Oh, God. I were, Oh, that was fun. I just like that. When we found, I don't know which editor found that. I think it was Andy. That original footage of her, it was like, are you kidding me? Are <gasps> you kidding me and then there was a fireplace where we were i was like oh my god it's so good she's so icon she's an icon i started at the top and it felt really comfortable there and that's where i was most comfortable (laughs) she says that later she qualifies it so she's sort of embarrassed by that but uh but uh yeah exactly that's where she felt most comfortable and then for me to be like oh yeah my first was so funny. One of the breakout stars of this uh, series slash film was your choreography sweater. Oh, that sweater. Where is the sweater? Amy, can you talk? Can you weigh in on the sweater as a as a lesbian? You know, I just as a lesbian. Please. Yes. Oh, this is what I'll tell you. Before <laughs> yes. you mentioned the sweater, Jenny said, "I want to know where that sweater came from." <laughs> I like that sweater. <laughs> And no. I said, I know it looks so cozy and like, I want to know where it is and that, where it's from. And then all of a sudden you pull out a fucking card um, oh. during the film yes. and you say where it's from. It's cozy as hell. It's yeah. beautiful. It's mm-hmm. queer as fuck. Listen, I was in the county. We were on hiatus, I guess a break. I went to the fair or the, like the you know farmer's market. There was a stall, this woman, Terry Lipman who I've now have a friendship with, she has an eye for beautiful vintage, like, you know, used um, pieces, but they're all gorgeous. They're all in that perfect condition. And and I prefer to buy secondhand than, than new things. And um, it was gorgeous. And I put it on, I put that sweater on and she gasped. Like she went, <gasps> like we both went like, oh God. Oh my you know, God. Like, oh my God. It was like the lesbian equivalent of yes. like a straight girl putting on a cool, like her wedding dress or something. It yes. was like, <laughs> That's we both were like, oh. <gasps> Amazing. So I bought that. I got, you know, a whole bunch, I don't know, the cashmere scarf, like all these things from her. And then I happened to have her card and that just came up in the moment in the car. Like I'm racing and it's like, here's the, oh, here's Terry Lipman. Like that was very much part of the show if it came up oh i found trudy's card in my book i'm going to talk about it oh so just allowing those those moments to happen so that was not a planned moment but i'm glad it satisfied jenny's curiosity she looked it up right as soon as the card came out she was like yes she's on instagram you could send measurements she terry constantly she texts me pictures of clothes and i was like do you like this what about this like she has an ability Terry, yeah, Terry. Terry enough. <laughs> my closet's full now. Terry, I put yeah. you in my film. What more yeah. can you ask for? <laughs> Your sales have more than tripled, okay? You're welcome. Let's move on, Terry. Your sales have more than tripled, <laughs> Terry. Please. Terry. I didn't have to do that for you. Terry. Okay, I want to ask a question about um, my time smokes. What is it called? What were the oh, smokes uh, called? Time sticks. Time, time sticks. sticks. Okay, yes. so you and Moynin, Moynin made that yes. up? Yes, yes. 
so many years, but I don't know, was it 2014, 15? Oh, this is interesting. Again, a weird thing. So we were doing an art project and we were, the thing we were talking about, Moynan used to be a smoker. I was always just a dabbler, you know? Um, and it was, why do smokers get to go out and have like 15 minutes with a friend and have time to themselves? Why don't the rest of us? And also, what are we craving? Are you craving the tobacco or are you craving deep breath and a minute to your fucking self in this world, right? So we decided to make time sticks. So we made them the same length as cigarettes, ah, took those, ah, you know, the fancy paper straws, mm -hmm. cut them. And then the original ones were all done in these cigarette boxes. So friends who smoke donated their boxes and we covered them all with, you know, paper and summer covered and leather and suede and made a whole collection. Here's where it's going. A friend of ours, Jess Dobkin, an amazing artist, had a pop-up, like she was running, you know, at the subway station, like the, the kiosk that has the soft drinks and the magazines mm -hmm. and whatever chocolate bars she did one that had like queer magazines and zines and weird art and hankies and she had featured our time sticks there and zach russell was a young but a young queer volunteering there so he's like i did meet you i met you years before when you had your time sticks on display at chester station oh my god anyway, isn't that weird that's crazy i don't even remember talking to him i i don't know but anyway he was there and so these time sticks, yes, happened. They appeared, and I opened them up. We named each of the the packs. This one was called Le Clown, the Clown, and it was like, oh my god! I found it in the basement. I was like, oh, time sticks, and that's why how they made it into the show. And it was just a fluke. So funny. I love the names so much. I'm just gonna go out and have a time stick, okay? Yeah, because it's my time. Yeah, Cheryl, you, you got your time. cigarette. You got your dart. Yeah. I'm gonna have a time stick. Yeah. Yeah, and just sit and it's really nice to have a time stick in the forest. Because you're breathing oh, in really nice there. I love the forest. Love the forest. I'll send you a pack. <laughs> Listen, from a girl who used to dabble. Be careful. I, they really worked in your series. It was really funny when they did show up, and and I love how like you also didn't pay much attention to them. Like it was just like I'm just no. having a, I'm just having a my time anyway. So blah blah yeah. blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just sort of around. around. Yeah. Yes. Um. What about the fact that you got the rights to Whitney Houston? Yeah. Her song, I Have Nothing, Carolyn Taylor. I, I have no words. I don't know. First of all, Michael Perlmutter, you know, the actual music supervisor working on the show, as you see in episode two. Isn't he great? He's, He's a great. great so straight funny. man. Yes. Um, so he, you know, he worked his ass off, but like I had to write a letter to the Whitney estate, which we don't have in the series, but I wrote a letter talking about my love of Whitney, how I grew up with her, greatest love of all, taught me self-esteem, all at once is the song my friend Jill's gonna sing at my funeral, like that. <laughs> I, I told them everything, my dog died and I played it over and over, she was going through a breakup, we are like, um, so this bonding over Whitney and that album. So um, anyway, the Whitney estate, they they were quite fast actually to say, oh, we think this is cool, you can't do this, you can't do, like there's all these rules and I think a biopic was coming out like they could just say no, as we all know, like getting the yeah. rights to a song is not as simple as like how much and whatever. It's it's not like that. And then the publishers like David Foster. Oh, my God, that was a nail biter. Like I was supposed to meet him and then he didn't meet me and he didn't, you know, like I just I guess he's a busy guy. Like I, <laughs> I, and I, I went to the Songwriters Hall of Fame and I went to his he had a class, you know, at the El Combo class, whatever he was. I was way in the bleachers watching. And then after I was with Michael Perlmutter and bumped into the publishers who happened to be there, 
and and he knows them and they didn't know me and they're like look you're never gonna get those look we're not even close in the deal thing and i'm like standing there going holy fuck we didn't have cameras but yeah it was a lot of work and we just kept moving forward we're like we'll deal with it later yeah like if it doesn't work one of the contingency plans was the song yeah. the fake song Which I the cover song mm-hmm. the other was do we just play it in the arena for Katya and David because that's what we've been working with and then uh, for the TV viewer say press play on your mp3 player like would he play the song in sync like we had <laughs> I don't know and then one of the producers later who's from out of town she was like so we green lit it like we went ahead and you didn't have the rights it's like yeah yeah how did that happen <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I guess everyone later was like how did wait did we all say yes to this right um, okay, I feel like have we gotten to every single oh, thing we want to say? I have one little quick one. Yeah. I, might, I might be looking into it too much, but on the yeah. sixth episode, it doesn't yeah. say series finale; it says season finale. Does that leave the door open for possible this going somewhere yeah. else? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does. Okay. <laughs> it does. It does, and it does because it does because I sound like Dr. Seuss now, and it does. It does. It does because. Uh, there was a thing that was there. There is there is something else I'd really like to do that is actually kind of linked to this in a different, very different way with queer roots mm. and a link to the 88 Olympic. There's actually a bizarre. So I, I was always like, if there's something that comes from a true place, like it's not like, oh, what are you going to do now? Learn how to choreograph gymnastic. Right. I'm like, no, I have no I don't feel called to that. I don't know. But if you watch the series closely and maybe, I don't know, not take acid, but like, I don't know, <laughs> you might be able to, to see there are some seeds planted uh, and it, I don't even know if they were by design, but you can sort of see there is something there. Um, there are some, some seeds that's maybe, but, but again, does the series go well? Do people respond to it? Is there an appetite for another season? As you know, in TV, there's no guarantees this could be you know, one and done. And, and my God, I'm so grateful that it, how it happened mm. and that it's reaching people and landing with people. And, and it was, it's, yeah, just, oof. but yeah, I, there is something else I want to do. Oh. But, uh... <laughs> There's a little yeah. bit of scoop. We always tell our listeners, we, this is the scoop podcast. Yeah. We get a little bit of scoop. <gasps> you did it. You did it. So hard. Like just, thanks Ryan. I think we should get to our PLT stories. We should get to our PLT stories. See? Okay. Mine is just like, oh, I had to perform a fictional skating routine in front of gold medalists and say, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'll um, do. Yeah. Uh, that was really humiliating and embarrassing having to do it in front of them. <laughs> That's your PLT story. There's my PLT. The whole show is my PLT. <laughs> How about that? There. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that'll okay. do. That yep. is very embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'll go. Um, so we're going to rewind about 15 years ago. I was dating this guy, like maybe the most handsome guy I've ever dated. He's like, quite handsome. So handsome and very funny, like just mm-hmm. blew my mind. And he had just kind of, he had, wasn't even properly out. He was kind of like um, hanging out with a, a friend of mine that would come into the bar I worked at. And this is where my karma got me. They were still kind of hanging out. And then one day he gave me his phone number and then I should have waited till they were kind of like done. But I just jumped right in there and said, hey, you're mine now. So, but here's where it went. So we saw each other for about, I want to say a month. And then I could just feel by the end of it that he was 
you know, starting to pull away. And I was like, fuck, you know, I've been here before. And then sure enough, he calls one morning and I'm like, I don't know if I was hungover or what. I was like, what? You're calling to break out with me, aren't you? <laughs> and he goes, oh, we're going to do this on the phone. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks, bro. Yeah, have a good one. I was all obviously defensive and mad. But then um, we had tickets to Lady Gaga. So this is about, I want to say, two or three weeks after we stopped seeing each other. And after a week had gone by, I think I had, like, you know, got over a little bit and breathed. And uh, I texted him one day, and I'm like, hey, do you still want to come to Lady Gaga? Like, we can go as friends. And he was kind of shocked, and he's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. So he comes over. I'm like, yeah, come for some drinks first. I'm like wearing my best favorite shirt. Apartment is spotless. I bought some, you know, vodka. So we can have some vodka sodas. And then we go to the show. Uh, Lady Gaga was just like starting to get huge. You know, she was still doing like. Two... She came to Odyssey and stuff, didn't she? Remember yeah, the time? yeah. She did like yeah. Queen Elizabeth Theater, which I think holds like, I don't know, a thousand people, 1,500. So like doing well, but not like selling out stadiums yet. Yeah. And we went. And I've never seen someone like this. He was losing his mind the entire show, like going, oh, my God. Ah! And it was kind of like a, a, I felt I was on Seinfeld because I yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. I felt so shallow that I was like judging him and making fun of him in my mind. But, but also, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's Lady Gaga. She's pretty great. But I just maybe I'm not very like deep or emotional. I can never get to that kind of place. He was having a whole time and he was just good for him. Whatever. I thought it was weird. And then after the show, I'm like, well, should, should we go for a drink? Everything's going pretty good so far. I'm not being too like, me, me, do you want to get back together? Uh, but in the back of my mind, I wouldn't have hated it. And so we go to this uh, bar that I worked at. I obviously wasn't working that night. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to go across the street and take out some money. And I'm talking to the door guy at my work. And he's like, how are you? And I'm such a nerd. I'm like, I'm fine. Just always getting my heart broken. <laughs> and as I say that, this man that I'm out with, that I had kind of dated, if you want to call it that, has heard me say this. And I did not mean for him to hear it because like, wah, wah, shut up, Ryan. So he looks at me and he's like, actually, I'm going to go home. And I was like, then I am too. And so we like live, <laughs> we live very close to each other. It was only like a five, 10 minute walk. So we're walking down this hill in the West End of Vancouver. And I'm like, now I'm just like letting it all out. I'm like, so what didn't work for you? Like, why? Yeah. Just tell me why. <laughs> and, I, and, he, and he would not crack. He wouldn't like give me anything. I was obviously just bitter and sad and had a few vodka sodas. I was going to say, how many vodka soda deeps yeah. for you? Okay. <laughs> and I was just letting it all out. And like, he was clearly like, probably rolling his eyes like, dude, this is why I fucking broke up with you. You're fucking crazy. And then, uh, so then we just parted ways and I literally didn't talk to him for years. And then on a side note, I saw him at an audition uh, a couple years later. I didn't even know he was acting, but we were like in the same small little room. There was like probably six, oh. seven people in there on three couches, literally eight feet away from each other, six feet away from yeah. each other. And we just acted like we didn't see each other. And oh, he went in and then I went in. I can't remember what order, but we just like, it was I, it's my least favorite thing in the world. And then a couple of years later, we were at some event and he actually, oh no, we were at another audition and he came and he talked to me. He made the move. He's much more mature than I am. I have a little problem, I guess. But <laughs> we're fine now. We always comment on each other's Instagrams and shit. And if I see him, I'll I love that. That's a sign of being fine. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. I mean, he's a little bit of a PLT for how he acted at the Lady Gaga concert. I want to say it was a little bit too much. Uh, but I'm the PLT because always oh, getting my heart broken and then like fucking calling him out. Oh. Vodka sodas deep. We'll be the judge of who the PLT <laughs> is. Okay, yeah. fair enough. That's yeah. my story. Carolyn, care to break mm. down who the PLT is in this story? I mean, there listen. can be more than one. No, yes, there can. <laughs> Why? Yeah, there can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course there can. I, yeah, yeah. I 
think it's a tale of two PLTs. <laughs> yes. You know, mm-hmm. just, and I don't think it's, the story's over. A tale oh. of two PLTs. And she doesn't think the story's oh, over. No, he's been with the same guy for years and years and years. Mm. So. Anyway, like I said, (laughs) just kidding. I'm totally (laughs) kidding. No, 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 no. Anyway. Listen, I think that it absolutely is a tale of two pills. (laughs) Um, The poor door guy, he's a bit of a PLT too, having to listen to you. Poor little thing. I mean, God. Oh, nothing. Just getting my heart broken. I know. How about violin? And Lady Gaga having to play a thousand seat. (laughs) She's a PLT. (laughs) Oh, there's so many. It's a multi-level PLT. So, yeah, I think everyone's a PLT in this. Um, I'm heavily embarrassed by when you said, how about though, truly you'd like thought you had the, like you had the freedom to say, just getting my heart broken. Like <laughs> you wanted to just have that moment with that door guy. And then all of a sudden, <gasps> and then I want to go. Yeah. And then you said, I want to go too. <laughs> yeah. That's so lame. I want to go too. Yeah, and yeah. like, and then you said heartbroken, like yeah. heartbroken. You know, it's not like I'm getting dumped or I'm, I'm on a bad date or it's like heartbroken. <sighs> we hung out like six oh. times. Oh my God. How dare he do this to me? And then yeah. he wasn't giving you anything on the way home. Like when you were like, why? Just tell me why he was just like, he was just being like really blunt from what I remember. Just like, I don't know what to say. Like, he was just like, I don't know what to say. I don't feel it. I don't, yeah. Like, basically, like, he was kind of, like, being on that level. Just, like, it just wasn't working for me. But he wasn't, like, I wanted, why? When did you decide? Like, I wanted details. Yeah. Just oh. for, like, my peace of mind. But, again, I was a batshit crazy, so. Um. Okay, mine sucks. But, like, listen, hey. we've been doing this show for a uh, little time now. We This is our 83rd episode. 84th. Oh. 84th? 84th episode. And uh, You're um, our first and yeah. now we're 84. Are you 84. kidding me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm I'm sort of, you know, trying to continue to be embarrassed. I mean, I am an embarrassing person, so I'll yeah. always have them. But they're, some of them are going to be long. Some of them are going to be short. No. Okay. So this one goes back two nights ago. <laughs> and recent. this is a recent one. And I was dreaming. I was sleeping. I was dreaming. I don't often dream. I didn't even have to take magnesium, and I dreamt. Usually, oh, yeah. only when I take magnesium do I dream. Those are night terrors, though, so I don't take that a lot no. anymore. Anyway, so I dreamt all night long. It was one of those ones that was all night long. And my dream was very serious. It was very serious to me. And I was at a summer camp and for adults. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... I remember there was like I had a love interest in my dream. There was a girl uh-huh. that like I really liked and I really Is she a real life person or just an imaginary dream she person? She was she was an imaginary dream person. Okay. And she sort of looked like Sandra. Yeah, Anyways, and um so I was at the summer camp and she was interested. Like I she was giving me enough that I was like I think there's something here and I really like this girl. Mm. And um, I had just become the latest member of the Backstreet Boys for real. (laughs) And we were there performing a concert. And the the whole dream was about me trying to get this girl to please come to the concert. Like, come to the concert as part of the summer camp. Like events i'm part of the backstreet boys now i okay truly okay, wait listen but i was like it was real time like i was myself i had left comedy i had been asked to join the backstreet boys the backstreet boys <laughs> did one of them leave or you were you no i was in addition me- six members and it was because i was queer i was queer and a woman and that was my shtick okay. they were like we need this like this is as diverse as it gets like yes. she's gay mm. she's female she can carry like we'll bring her I in. I want it that way. Yes. So like I can. Okay, you like, can carry 
goosebumps. Yeah. He always, and he always gets them. It's from me. So um, I was telling this girl, I was like, you got to come. Like, just come. It's going to be cool. And like the whole time I was like trying to be fucking cool about it. And she was not giving me much, which I usually like. Like she was kind of a bitch, which yeah. my dream knew. My dream self was like, <laughs> if this is going to be real, she's going to be a bitch. Yeah. A yeah. cold, cold bitch. bitch. Yeah. And she was. And I was in her bunk. There were, it was an adult summer camp. It was a dreary day. And it would happen. Great time to be in the bunk. I mean, we were in the bunk, but we weren't in, I mean, I was standing in her cabin. She wasn't giving me much. I'm telling you. Oh, okay. I, oh right. We, ice were, queen, ice queen. Yeah. we weren't laying, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I was just talking. She was laying, didn't really care. I wanted her to come to this concert. At the end of the dream, she came to the concert and I said on the mic, Hey everybody, my name's Amy. I'm the latest member of the Backstreet Boys and I'm queer. <laughs> and then everybody oh. cheered. Ooh. nobody booed everybody (laughs) cheered it was like they got it we were into it and then i woke up that's that's the whole (laughs) oh so i feel very embarrassed by the dream i told jenny right away i was like i just had a dream that i was part of the backstreet boys and i was there because queer and there was a girl i liked (laughs) and i just feel very embarrassed i feel very embarrassed of the dream as a whole and i feel very embarrassed that like why where'd that come from yeah yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'm just saying you're in the backstreet boys like is there something like you're i don't know i'm just trying to uh make some connections here okay um you're you want to be seen yeah. for being part of this new group yes an old group that's always been there mm-hmm. but now you're new to it yes um <laughs> you Go want on. to be yeah. seen fully yeah. not just as a member of the backstreet boys but also for your talent as a singer yes and a queer singer yeah and you, oh boy, what yeah. is the the hot girl who's kind of cold? Oh, She's a bitch. Like, are you kidding me? It's just, like, <laughs> it's hot. It's hot, right? She caught, she come, she came, she came, but she was like, she wasn't like, she wasn't sharing when I introduced yeah. myself. I kind of looked, and but I didn't want her to know I was looking, so I just kind of give it like I sort of saw. Her. But she was there. But she, she came. Yeah, that's impressive, yeah. So at the summer camp for adults. <laughs> also, why? And- yeah, Jenny was all cool with it. So Jenny didn't go like, "Oh, you're dreaming about some." Oh no, she cold thinks I'm a loser. Oh. Like no, she's no, because she's no. a cold bitch. So she just doesn't give because she's like, fuck. Oh, me. Yeah, she, she's like probably me, and also I don't give a shit. You're a weirdo. I and then got, so I go, who was she? Who was she? You, you fuck this bitch. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, because that's me clearly. Well, that's probably part of the reason yeah. why for your story. <laughs> Anyways, I just think I'm a PLT. I don't know why I dreamt that. And I think I've got some soul searching to do. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I want you to be it. part of the Backstreet Boys. Really? That would be amazing. What if I would get torn apart? <laughs> They'd be like, and she's gay? Okay, yeah. what? No. No, no I can't. <laughs> like every episode, we end with a question. This week's question. <laughs> oh, if it no. was your time to go, would you rather be run over by a Zamboni on the ice or run over by a tractor on the farm? Oh, gross. oh my god. Yeah. 100% Zamboni. Yeah. But a horrible question. <laughs> yeah. Why Zamb- yeah. why Zamboni? Well, I mean, listen, that means I'm on the ice. It's probably good ice. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just almost why am I on while the Zamboni's there it means I don't know. It just means I'm on good ice that's at least being Zamboni. So I've had a good skate maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh the tractor. Ew. I don't want to be in a field. I don't want blades mm-hmm. i'd yeah. rather have nice cold or hot i hot water come over me like then i don't know like 
I don't know, bake me into the, it's not bake, freeze me into the ice. I'm yeah. not sure. It might be poetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, she finally she made, made it to the film, ice. And, yeah. Full circle. You know, full circle. But no, definitely don't want the tractor. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna what rid- about you guys? I'm going to riddle you this. You guys don't know how my brain works, and I'm about to fucking blow your minds. Because guess oh, what? No. Nobody fucking said that I had to go. First of all, <sighs> I was going to mm. say Zamboni, but now I'm not going to say Zamboni. You know why? 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 Because on a tractor, there's two huge wheels on each side. Uh-huh. Nobody said I had to go underneath the blades. Maybe I just want to be crushed by the wheel. <laughs> oh! And, yeah, I want to be crushed by the wheel, and maybe the ground has a bit of give. Yeah. So sure, I went, but maybe, maybe I went slower. Yeah. Or like, oh, or like no, wait, no, wait, 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 <laughs> no, no, wait. Okay, I want to do tractor, mm-hmm. and it's the wheel mm-hmm. I'm choosing. To be run over by the wheel, not the clippers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I want to die in the ground. In earth, because I went back to nature. <laughs> That's beautiful. You? That's I would do the Zamboni just because I'm a big hockey fan. So that would okay. be like my, you know, swan song or whatever. Just like, oh, well, you know, he died where he never played, but he liked to go watch. <laughs> he liked to watch. Yeah, he liked to go watch. Mm. Yeah. And it would be just such a slow... Die, like just, to, mm, yeah. and then maybe just I'd be like, like in the ice for the game the next night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when they used to bury the Canadian loony in yes. the ice for the team yeah. to win. But it would be me. Like, oh yeah, it would and be my you. Face would be like, kind of normal. Be a dead body. Yeah. Anyways, we love you so much, Carolyn. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. And we're so, so proud fun. of you. Yes, we're really proud Thank of you. you. Everyone like out there, watch. You. I have nothing on Crave. If you're in the states, yeah. can you find it? Not yet. yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. Okay, Okay, good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. It's hard to say goodbye. I know. Well, thank you. We appreciate you. You're the best. Okay. Bye, you guys. Bye, girl. Thanks for tuning in to Poor Little Thing, the podcast. We love you. And if you love us, please don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ryan and Amy Show. If you want to see exclusive content and extra goodies, join our Patreon and strap in because it gets wet and wild. (laughs) (laughs) And as we always say, you You poor poor little thing. thing. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.